attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, no. <laughs> I had to. It's it's the holiday episode, one of many. It's a holly jolly episode. Okay. I was going to say, we've got a holly jolly Adam over here. I We're am. so excited. I, I was desperately tearing through boxes trying to find my Disneyland Christmas light necklace for this episode, and I couldn't find it. So sorry to Aww. disappoint. I know. Kurt probably like trashed it or something because I'm obnoxious about it. But it's a holly <laughs> jolly jendy. Very excited. We have a lot to talk about about the holidays today, folks. So buckle up because as much as Dana does not want to get holly and jolly with me because, you know, it's still November. We're going to do it today. It's just not Thanksgiving hasn't happened yet. We got to honor Thanksgiving first. It's in like tomorrow or Thursday. Okay. It's fine. Okay, Adam, here's what I'm going to tell you. Ray is already team Christmas and she has, we went to Michael's craft warehouse and we bought a plethora of Christmas crafts and we've been doing those every day after school. We are already playing the Christmas music. We're already listening to coast one of 3.1. They already have their Christmas music. I am in the Christmas spirit, but we have not started decorating yet. We already have Sirius XM's nonstop Christmas going in the car. From the House of Jews, yes, Sirius XM's nonstop Christmas. <laughs> I am here for it. I'm not complaining. We are actually just watching. I, I feel like we canceled him, but now he's a thing again. Tim Tracker, was he canceled? I don't know. We were just watching him again. But You know what? He was canceled, but he's back. He said some disparaging things about gay people uh, like a long time ago. Not that that makes it any better, but yeah. But I you know what? Back. I don't know. But didn't Disney like kick him off the Disney press list or something before? They did. I think. Okay, maybe we're getting way too in the weeds about like details on influencers, Disney influencers. <laughs> but this is what I think I remember, and it happened a couple of years ago. It was like kind of somebody did a deep dive into some very old footage that he had, yeah. and at a party, I think him and his wife said something that was. Like one of those just disparaging remarks in passing, and it was before they had made their Disney stuff. So I think they had the argument of saying, we have corrected our behavior. That was inappropriate. And right. also, this was before we were Disney influencers. This was just yeah. at a house party well, in Florida. Whatever. We still watch a video. So we were watching. Yeah. Uh, they're on the Disney Wish, and they were on the trip just recently where they had the Christmas tree lighting. And it got me all in the mood Yay. for tonight's episode because Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and Pluto and all, all of them were in their Christmas gear. And they literally did the Christmas tree lighting in the like atrium of the ship. And it was like a giant Christmas song sing along with the characters. Nice. I I'm love that. I'm here for it. Anyway, so we thought we'd get into that, but I got a little early Christmas present. Hanukkah present, what? holiday present. Uh, <laughs> we just sorted out. We're going to be at Disney World in January. <gasps> That's right. Yeah, Are you so really excited? excited? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. I'm already, you know me, I'm already crawling through the dining reservation, seeing what we can get. Seeing what I the know. priorities are. And, you know, shockingly, there's a lot available right now. Ooh. I think it's a really, January is really slow at Disney World, and I think it's going to be easier to get some reservations. So we'll see. We'll keep you all posted. Cool. But we're super excited. Kurt, Noah, and I are going down in January, enjoying it when it's not 
257,000 degrees out in Orlando. Oh my so gosh. we'll see. It'll be fun. We're excited. We're Yeah. So lots to do. I'm sure I will end up Instagram storying the trip while we're down there and all that stuff. So y'all can follow along. But finally, we've got a trip on the books. That is going to be so much fun. And I can't wait to see where you eat and what you guys end up doing. And I'm just excited to hear how Noah, who will be just shy of two years old at that point, how yep. he does and like what are the things that are yeah. so different to him and exciting. Like I feel like two is a really fun age at Disney. We took Ray right before she turned three. And it was really fun. Hard. It was still hard because there were nap times and stuff to adhere to. But it was also like the first time I started seeing like how excited she was at the parks and stuff. So yeah, I can't. You'll wait. have the best. I time. can't wait. I can't wait. Yay! So, but before all that, it's Mariah season. Your girlfriend, also known my as girl. your girlfriend. My girl, my girl, my secret, my secret love. Sorry, Nick Cannon. She had me first. <laughs> well, they're not even together anymore, so I don't know. Anyway, so before we get to Christmas, the great New York City tradition of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is right around the corner. We're already making plans for Wednesday night. We're going to take Noah. We're going with some friends. And because I think I talked about this last year, maybe too. Every year, the night before the Thanksgiving Day Parade, the New York City tradition, what all the locals go do, because none of the locals actually go out and stand along that parade route and freeze. We're usually at home drinking mimosas, eating French toast, watching it on the TV. But the night before, they shut down parts of the Upper West Side of New York City where all the balloons are being inflated overnight. And yeah. it is a walkthrough with Christmas music blasting, and you get to see all the balloons under these nets, and it's so much fun. I'll put some videos up on Instagram from that, especially when we get to, drumroll please, the newest Disney, I have to put it in quotes, Disney float. Uh-huh. Because it's kind of Disney. It's like Disney here, but not Disney anywhere else, I've learned. Bluey is Yay! making his appearance. In the, oh Dis- my gosh. in the Thanksgiving Day, I called it the Disney Parade. In the Disney Parade. <laughs> the NBC they have sponsored that too. Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. Yeah. That's amazing. I know, you know, there's not a lot of Disney in the Macy's Parade, though. The Macy's Parade, I don't know about <laughs> maybe you. Maybe because it's sponsored by NBC Universal. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that would be it. But I know, how much do you think Disney has to pay to get those floats in? Because it's recent. It's really in the last 10 years, yeah. I feel like you started to see a few. I know they've got the Disney Wish float where they do a whole razzle-dazzle number, back, and that yeah. was big last year. But I'm excited about Bluey. Okay, now you and I have talked about Bluey. Ray is obsessed she still is at six years old but she has been for years she loves bluey i love bluey because those parents are like they're real they're real parents they (laughs) see i see them they see me i've shed a tear watching bluey before like those parents really get to my heart so i think i texted you the other morning when i was up early with noah and i finally caved and put it on he was glued to it yeah and like it was the, you know what it was? I put on the balloon episode, the Keepy Uppy, where they're playing Keepy, Keepy Uppy. Uppy. Yeah. We play Keepy Uppy all the time here. Yeah. Because Noah is obsessed with balloons. And he was like, yeah. I could have just put that episode on repeat all day and it would have just made his day. And I did love the official, like official Bluey Instagram post announcing that they were coming to the parade was, hey, New York, we've heard you're really good at Keepy Uppy. See you in November. So there's a giant. I love it. I think it's going to be great that the Disney Wish float is back. So Bluey is an actual balloon that'll be Mm -hmm. going through. And there'll be an army of New Yorkers carrying the balloons. I have so many friends who volunteer to do this every year. And when Noah gets older, this is something I 1000% want to do with him is when he's old enough to do it. 
volunteer to be the balloon holders. Like you sign up and you can, and it's just, it's all New Yorkers who walk the parade route holding the balloons up, which yes. is really fun. That's so cool. So that's that. But the Disney wish float is an actual like float, like on wheels mm-hmm. float thing yeah. that goes through. I want a gigantic Disney wish balloon. <laughs> yes. of the city. But um, so it's the official kickoff to Thanksgiving. It's our tradition to see Bluey under nets. So we're going to see him. They literally have these nets holding yeah. the balloons down from letting them take off before the parade. But yeah, it's it's such a New York holiday tradition. It means the holidays are here. It means the holiday season is here. We're all off work for a couple of days afterwards. You just feel it. The air is crisp. There's People nothing are better than, than the holidays in New York City. You know, yeah. I, what you're describing, I did that like a long time ago, like 2012 or 2013. But they didn't, it wasn't as quite a big spectacle like you're describing. Like we just went by and it was like an unwritten rule that you could go and see the balloons under the netting the night before. So we did, we were excited. Then we grabbed coffee and walked around, but we kind of did our own thing. But I just remember like you see the Rockefeller Center tree, like everything is so magical at Christmas time there. Like it is just stunning. The giant like red uh, Christmas ornaments that are right next to Rockefeller too. They're so pretty. And I got to say, as the sad Jewish kid at Christmas, coming to New York, where you will literally see gigantic, like this city puts up gigantic menorahs all around the city, like Uh gigantic light up menorahs pop up all over the city at the holidays too. So equal, equal representation. I appreciate it. But I love it. Like we're excited. We're excited to have Thanksgiving. We're going to have some friends over and do all that. What are you guys doing? Well, we always host Thanksgiving because we are in the island of misfit toys, a.k.a. nobody has family in (laughs) California. Everybody moves to Los Angeles. Nobody really grows up here. So my in-laws are coming to town. Can't wait to see them. They're coming from Washington State. Uh, Oh, they're coming down because a couple of days before Thanksgiving, you know what we're doing? This roots back to Disney, by the way. We what? are going to see Elton John at Dodger <gasps> Stadium. At Dodger Stadium? No. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yep. So are you broke? Our, well, I'm not because our in-laws are treating us. They bought these tickets like a year and a half ago. Uh, <laughs> it's a long, complicated story that involves like <laughs> the pandemic canceling a couple of shows for them. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they end up getting, I think, um, like pre-ordered tickets so long ago. And then it was announced that Disney Plus is going to do, I think, a live stream of the yeah. show or yeah, something. Yeah. So you can all watch it with me. You can all join me. <laughs> Speaking of shows, I sorry, complete tangent. But did yeah. you see the Taylor Swift ticket fiasco? Because we talked about we talked oh. about the Adele. Did you see how much these dynamic pricing tickets were going for? The Ticketmaster is like this is the, there, somebody needs to go to jail. Congress needs to do yeah. something. Forget passing all these other laws. Well, I mean, please pass the codifying same sex marriage. That needs to happen. Hopefully, fingers crossed. That's going to get through the Senate in the coming days. But. Do something about this. Like, it's, these tickets it's were going for $22,000 a ticket today in some no. arenas for Taylor Swift. No, it's insane. Stop. Well, this all happened with Bleak 182 a couple of months ago. And then a couple months before oh that, God. Bruce Springsteen, like, it, what I understand is Ticketmaster has a monopoly on all of these tickets. They do. And it's like 90% of the tickets so they, aren't even sold to people. They're sold to bots I mean, and then they resell them. So I it's guess we can't bananas. we can't complain about Disney's dynamic pricing at this point when <laughs> 
Ticketmasters yeah. is like, oh, because the thought behind it is they're like, when demand goes up for a show, we're going to raise the prices. What do you think is yeah. going to happen with Taylor Swift the second the tickets go on sale? Demand goes through the roof. So your computer systems are like, boop, 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 $22,000 a ticket. Thank you. And somebody's yeah. paying it yeah. is what's yeah. even more messed up. Like, if you if you ever told me you paid $22,000 for a ticket to a show... I don't think we could be friends anymore. I'm trying to think of the most expensive ticket I've ever purchased. It's not it's not even close to that. Besides like a theme park ticket, probably like Coachella. And that was not that expensive. It's way more than the last time I went. But, you yeah. know, I also bought general admission. And that's a festival. That's a music festival. I yeah. can't get behind it. I don't care. I love so many artists. I love so many things. But there's nobody I would spend that much money to go I think see, the most especially I spent Taylor isn't... Swift. Uh-huh. I think the most I spent is like a couple hundred bucks mm-hmm. on a ticket to a show. I think it was Kelly Clarkson front row VIP. It was fine. It was maybe more than a couple hundred bucks, but it was worth it. And she's my yeah. queen along with Mariah and a few others. So that's fine. Anyway, back to Disney <laughs> from that tangent. Yeah. What? So that's what we're doing for Thanksgiving. Rounding back. Yeah. We have family in town because they're coming uh, down for Elton John. Elton John is going to be incredible. And then um, we've got everybody fan favorite, Kim fan favorite, Carly. We've got everybody's come. coming to our house. Come any, anyone's welcome to join. Oh, Although yeah, that, I think that, by the time you know, this, we talked about dynamic pricing, the flight might be like, well, that's a good point. $10,000 at this point. A solid point. But I can wait because should we tell people that maybe, <gasps> maybe there's a chance. Yes. Guys, there is a chance Dana and our unpaid intern and Ray might come to New York. I can't wait. We're coming. It's not might. Next, we next are Thanksgiving. We are Coming, coming to New They're York for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving next year. It'll be Ray's first time in the Big Apple, and it has to happen. We should take her to the Rockettes. Ooh, that would be so fun. Oh, we have to take her to the Rockettes and the Lion King and Aladdin. Yes. Yes, all of the Done. above. It's all happening. All right. Ah. Well, yeah. Um, okay, so Thanksgiving's done after Thursday, ah. and here we go. It is the most magical season of them all. So I wanted to hit a couple things. First, it's a small world holiday. It's back. I love it. It is like, I think the most, and I think I've said this before, I think the most iconic holiday thing at Disneyland is the It's a Small World facade at the holidays. And they do the lighting out there every night. And it is beautiful with the white lights and the color. It's just I love it. It's magical. That That is of the holiday season to me. It's so great. And they play the song Jingle Bells. It, it's like a, a combo of It's a Small World and Jingle Bells. So it's yep. cute. And my other favorite part is that they pump in the scent of gingerbread throughout the entire ride. I love it. It's so great. Well, there's no reason to love it even more. Out of the thousands of miniature people mm-hmm. in there, they have... Somehow, for the first time in the, I don't know, how many how many years has It's a Small World been a thing? Over 60. 60 plus years, yeah. They have finally included two small people in wheelchairs. Where? <laughs> I guess I, I, guess I never I, noticed. So I think the one photo I've seen is in the final scene, in the big white oh, scene where they're all in white. Sure. There's one person in a wheelchair now, and then in another scene, there's another person. So they've added two people in wheelchair in their ongoing diversity initiative at the parks. Great. I cannot believe that it took them <laughs> 2022 
to add two of the animatronics into wheelchairs. It's a good And it's point. a small world, which is supposed to be this inclusive, beautiful ride showcasing all the people, the colors, the races, the religions, and this, that from around the world. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. It just. I know. It, yeah, it, it, the whole thing is <laughs> so about diversity there. and inclusiveness. Um, but I guess they they only mean cultural diversity. They don't really showcase a lot of other elements of diversity. So, yeah. so it's I mean, hey, hats off to the Imagineers for getting those in there. I think that's incredible. That's super cool. I just think it's a bummer. It's taking so long. But here's what I don't understand: this hasn't happened at Disney World and Disneyland Paris yet. Mm. They said it's going to take some time into uh, next year. Why to get the Figures. I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't be that hard. Yeah, I don't. I don't do understand. I don't, know, I don't so. understand. I will say, and we've talked about this before, that only it's a small world you should ever go on is the one at Disneyland. Just skip the one at Disney World yep. because it pales yep. in comparison. We have the best one at Disneyland, and at Disneyland, they only it's the only one that they incorporate all these other. Disney characters into the scene. So you see in the France section, yeah. you see Cinderella in, you know, Great see Britain. Ariel. You see, yeah, you see um, Alice in Wonderland. They got Ariel. They got Lilo and Stitch. I love that they've done that. And they're all doll form or like kind of cartoony form. It works so well. I know people were up in arms when they did this like 10 years ago, but it is very cohesive. I like it. Yeah. All right. Uh Oh, we got to have a talk with me. What I do. Not with you. Oh, okay. With the people. With the people at with large. The people. Got it. With the people listening. Okay. We have a problem, America. Oh, no. This would be my campaign now. I was once a believer in the popcorn bucket and the Oh, slippers. oh, no. I know where you're going with this. This is dividing America and causing this country harm. Ir- irreparable ir- damage. Uh, ir- whatever. Irreparable damage to this country. So, all right, y'all. Look. First things first, this thing is hideous. They have a new silver Christmas tree sipper available at Disneyland. I don't think I've seen this one. I have not seen around it. It is ugly. That's bad. But that's not where we're here. So this new sipper, it's a Disneyland resort. I don't know. It's a it's like a silver Christmas tree, and it's got very tacky Mickey ornaments and like really tacky red ribbon that's made out of plastic. Yep. It looks like wrapped around it. I don't know. It's supposed to be a silver Christmas tree. It's really tacky, like something you would have seen in like in the early 90s in like a really rich person's house that they would think this looks cool, mm-hmm. like that style. $24.69 if you want a sipper. Oh, also... <laughs> I don't know how you're ever going to clean it because there's a giant sticker on the side of it that says, do not submerge in water. Oh, good. Great. So, sure. Uh, you're never going to use it. It's a Disney has just now fully admitted that the sippers are not for actual sipping. It's just for collecting and it's reselling for, on Etsy. Yeah, but 100%. Anyway, they're $24.69, but that's not the big kahuna. The big kahuna this year is apparently the... Holiday musical rotating popcorn tin. <laughs> I I know I saw it. It's ridiculous. It's like a it's like a red popcorn tin with like an old um, 1940s yeah. looking uh, Disney characters on the inside, and it's a music box. So underneath, it has a little crank music rotating thing, and then it plays music. <laughs> And it holds popcorn. And it holds popcorn. And it's circular. At least at least the size of it looks like a proper popcorn tin. But that's (laughs) about it. So look, y'all, it it runs for (laughs) (laughs) $28.25. 
And oh, there's like the little music box dial on the bottom of it. That's kind of cute. It's also, I don't get it, but it is a proper popcorn bucket, like a legit bucket. Yeah. Here's the deal. People were waiting over two hours in line to get this thing at Disneyland the yeah. other day. I sent you that Two TikTok. hours. I sent you that yes, TikTok you last night and I was like, oh no, we have to talk about this. This is ridiculous. Guys. If anybody is listening and you have waited more than two hours for any popcorn bucket, this one, Figment, whatever it is, we need you to contact us immediately so we can interview you (laughs) and you can tell us the rationale as to why you did this. What's wrong with you? We love you, but also what is wrong? Who hurt you? Who hurt you that you feel that compelled to wait in line for any time more than a couple of minutes for a piece of merchandise. Because here's the thing. All those people that waited in that line for the electrical parade ones that we eventually bought mm-hmm. months later when we went to Disneyland. Guess mm-hmm. what? I still got them months later when we went to Disneyland. Yeah. And we got them and waited about 0.2 seconds in line. So here's the trick I just discovered while watching Tim Tracker today. This all comes full circle. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the Disney Wish. And they went to go see a movie, and at the concession stand at the movie theater on The Wish, they had these buckets. Seriously? No, wait. Just grab one. (laughs) So apparently, they're bringing the, like, theme park buckets, popcorn buckets, onto the Disney Wish to sell there. But you just pick one up as you get some popcorn on your way in to see a movie. So, Dana, that just means, I wonder what special edition popcorn bucket will be on the Disney Wish. Oh, my gosh. You know that I will not be buying it, um, but I'm sure you'll buy five of them. And also, we should tell everybody that after we watch that TikTok (laughs) video, then I found on Etsy, of all things, somebody was selling the same musical popcorn tin uh, for $95. So the markup is insane. And you found that Donald Duck zipper that you like that he was all candy corn. And somebody had bedazzled it and they were selling it for like $115. So, and you can't even resell I, that later because they've already ruined it with their jewels. But there you have I, it, folks. I don't get it. I do not get wrong it. with people? I mean, I really want to know. Like, I want to interview a, you know, who we need to interview is like a merchandising and marketing exec. Yeah. Like, I don't do the marketing side of the PR world. I just do PR. I do straight PR. Like, that's my job. I don't understand this stuff. Like, we need to find somebody who's, like, a marketing merchandising executive and be like, what is wrong with people? Why do they do this? Yeah. I know. Go. I want to understand. That's crazy. All right. So if anybody knows anyone who has present or past worked in corporate marketing for the theme parks, please let us know because we would love to interview them. I'm curious, too. Like, it's bananas, as we all know. All right. Should we get to the good stuff? My favorite thing. This has become a tradition of ours. I've now, like, deeming. I'm deeming this a tradition. Okay. What? what? The holiday season food chat. I know. We always. I mean, we did this also for Halloween, too. And I love talking about all the cool stuff that's out. Yeah. I feel like we've done this, like, every major holiday season in 67 episodes. This has been. Yeah. Holy moly, 67. Okay. So, ready? Yes. We're going to dive in on the 2022 holiday food and drinks at the Walt Disneyland Resort. Woo-hoo. I guess it's the Disneyland Resort. I made it up and called it the Walt, Walt Disneyland, Disneyland. Okay. This is all you, um, my friend. You just coined a new one. <laughs> the Walt Disneyland. The Walt Disneyland. <laughs> I kind of like it. 
Anyway. Uh, All right. So I'm going to hit some of the highlights. I'm not going to go through all of them because holy moly, folks, they've got a lot of specialty foods. So I'm going to hit kind of the newer stuff that's new this year and then bring up a couple old classics that are always around. So the first thing, we're going to start at Disneyland, then we're going to go to DCA, and we'll end it on the good stuff with the random Midori cocktails that they always have over at DCA. We'll get there. Sierra's <laughs> favorite. sick already. Ugh. Yep. Ugh. All right. Uh, Alien Pizza Planet. A charcuterie pizza slice. Go on. I'm I'm intrigued. What is that, you might say? It is a pizza slice topped with pesto cream cheese, fig marmalade, prosciutto, capullo, Spanish chorizo, caramelized onions, cornicho, corn, corn, something, cheese blend, and arugula. I kind of think this might be really good. It sounds really good. I would totally try this. It sounds similar to yeah. something that Ryan and I made out of a Blue Apron recently, and it was really good. So I tried yeah, this. Like this. Where'd you say this it was? This one sounds okay. It was the. It's at Alien Pizza Planet. It's a charcuterie pizza slice. Okay, now I don't have as much faith in it because I have eaten a lot at Alien Pizza Planet, and their food is not good. I'm a little worried about the mass production of this particular item, but I'll still take one for the team. Well, and try it. look, you can always then get your because what's a holiday at Alien Pizza Planet without a themed alien macaroon? I got that last year. I love it. It's so adorable. So they always have an alien macaroon, one, but this they usually for have every holiday. Yeah, they usually have yeah. them like all decorated. I last year it yep. was a they had the Halloween ones. Yeah, last year it was the um that he had the little Santa's hat. Does he have the Santa's hat this year? Yep. Great. He's got a purple Santa hat on and some little purple things coming off the side of his mouth. And this one is a uh, macaron filled with marshmallow cream and chocolate ganache. Mm. So that sounds yummy. Okay. French Market Restaurant. Uh, the only new thing there, this is where they have some of the Haunted Mansion stuff usually. So they've got the Haunted Mansion cake again. It's a purple sponge cake, raspberry mousse, raspberry and cocoa nibs, which just sounds delicious. Yeah. But they've added a peppermint hot chocolate. So in the evenings when you're getting ready for the fireworks, go get you a little peppermint hot chocolate to get in the mood for the holiday fireworks. It is smooth, rich hot chocolate topped with whipped cream and crushed peppermint. Oh. So that sounds tasty. Okay. Yeah. All right. Galactic Grill. We've got a few new things here. This one, I'm curious your thoughts, because I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe. It's a cranberry barbecue chicken sandwich. Cranberry barbecue. Because when you throw mm. cranberry onto a sandwich, that automatically makes it a holiday sandwich. Sure, apparently. sure, sure. They're like, yeah, uh, so Thanksgiving. Fr- <laughs> there you go. So a fried chicken sandwich with cranberry-flavored barbecue sauce, provolone, onion ring, arugula, and citrus bacon aioli. Mm. Served on a toasted brioche bun. It sounds heavy, it but good. I think it actually sounds good too. I will try that one. I will try that one out. Okay, that'll be on your list. And then it sounds good. Well, what? It's it, no, yeah. I, it's the you had me at the crispy no, onion it. rings. I think that is what's going to seal the deal for me because it's going to add that crunch. crunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, two beverages over there. Remember, it's Disneyland, so these are all non-alcoholic beverages. But they have a cup of cheer. Cute. Uh, No, sorry. This is a dessert, not a drink. I was thrown off by the name. It is orange cranberry cake with cream cheese icing topped with orange cream-filled cream puff, dried cranberries, and holiday sprinkles. This is going to be a no for me. I would like to see a picture of it because it sounds (laughs) like it's a very pretty dessert, but it does not appeal to me. That's too many things. It sounds too floofy. 
Too many flavors. Yeah. Too much. All right. What about the Christmas punch? Okay. Pomegranate, cranberry, and orange juices with Sprite served over ice, garnished with fresh pomegranate seeds, cranberries, and a rosemary sprig. Yep. I'm all in for that. Because it doesn't so sound too- here's where I'm at with that. Too sweet to me. I want to make that at home, minus the Sprite, add tonic water, and some gin. Yep. You can make that for me next time. <gasps> next Thanksgiving! You're going to make that. Yep. This is it. We're going to save that pomegranate, cranberry, and orange juice, tonic, and gin. That sounds delicious. That sounds great. I'm going to make that this Christmas yeah. or this okay. holiday. Or, what am I saying? This Do Thanksgiving. It. Whatever this holiday. This Christmas. I made you my gin. Okay. Um, Gibson Girl Ice Cream Parlor. They've got some new stuff, too. They've got a peppermint holiday sundae. Mm. Two scoops of peppermint ice cream, whipped cream, crushed peppermint, and chocolate cream cookies. They also have, which I think I would be very much into because I'm always into this when this shows up on a dessert at a restaurant, cinnamon brown sugar ice cream. Mm. I'm always into that. I really like that. And then, or, which I might be really into, ice cream cookie sandwich, cinnamon brown sugar ice cream between two oatmeal raisin cookies. <gasps> that sounds really good, too. That'd be tasty. Yeah. 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 I'm here. I'm here for that. All right, the Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe. There is a lot, if you can believe it. <laughs> I believe it. So a couple a couple little things. They've got a cinnamon, or sorry, a snowman cinnamon roll cheesecake. Cinnamon roll flavored cheesecake with the cream cheese icing, milk chocolate, nougatine arms, and snowman chocolate decoration. I got to say, the picture, I thought it was like an Olaf cake. It looks like an Olaf cake, which is kind of cute. And I'm like, why did you just not name it the ha Olaf cake? The happy snowman. And our never-ending quest for uh, cold brews at the Disneyland Park. Ooh, yes. We have a new one, the Chimney Sweep Cold Brew. And I think I'm into this. Okay. It's a cold brew coffee with a hickory smoke syrup, chocolate and caramel sauces, cream, and smoked salt sugar sprinkle. It sounds really sweet. It sounds a little too sweet for my blood. I don't know. It might be, but I kind of want to try it. <laughs> I'd take a sip of yours and then probably be good. Okay, deal. And then the other one I wanted to pull, there's, I mean, there's a lot here, but the other one is the peppermint cookie donut, specialty donut with peppermint icing, crushed peppermint, chocolate cream filled cookies, and whipped topping. Ooh. It is a gigantic pile of cookie and donut. Oh, I would try that over the yeah. cold brew, I think. But as a weird twist, the only thing I was going to say, the Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe, they also are going to have the <clears throat> Thanks Mess Sandwich. Oh, this Get has got to have more cranberry in it. Turkey. More cranberry. cranberry. <laughs> turkey. Roasted turkey stuffing gravy and cranberry sauce on rustic bread served with house-made chips. Okay. You know. It. I try it. The Holly Jolly Bakery, is that what this is you said? Yeah. You know, sometimes they're kind of a hit or miss on sandwiches because that's what they make is like soups and sandwiches and stuff. And you can get Walt's chili there. It's cute. But most of the sandwiches I get there are just kind of lackluster. So I usually don't go there for food just because I haven't Maybe found a the win. Thanks, Miss. The Thanks, Miss Sandwich. I don't when know. Do I don't know. It's kind of like Alien Pizza Planet. I don't trust it. It's cold cuts. Okay, but would you trust cranberry. the mint julep bar? Because we always talk about their seasonal beignets. I always trust a mint julep bar because I love those beignets. They're so good. All right. I am 1,000% here for these beignets, and this may mean we're getting on a plane and coming to California before the holidays are over for this. 
maple beignets rolled in maple flavored sugar with a maple bacon dipping sauce. Wow, that's a lot of maple. Maple is beyond sweet. I don't know. I don't know about that dipping sauce. You know, we did the pumpkin chai pumpkin ones. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we also got the chai pumpkin dipping sauce, and it was way too much pumpkin. So I would get the beignets without the dipping sauce or get a regular <gasps> beignet. Maple buy- bacon dipping sauce. Okay, it sounds good. Get Come a, on, here's go what with I would the maple. Do. It is Christmas. Get the regular beignet and get the maple bacon dipping sauce and dip your regular one so that you're not mapled know, out. Otherwise, we're all going to be Ross from Friends when he eats too much maple candy and he's like going crazy. <laughs> he's like, maple candy. Like that will be all of us if we have these like maple flavored right. beignets with the fair, dipping sauce. Fair, fair, fair. All right, uh, let's pop over to the Poo Corner, because we never talk about this place, actually, and that's why I want to bring it up. I'm skipping the Plaza Inn. Okay. We're going to go over to the Poo Corner and Candy Place and Candy Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Poo. Have we ever talked about that? No, but you said Poo. The Poo Corner. Poo. Anyway. You established poo. a Poo Corner. So they have a holiday milk wand. <laughs> You're just rolling right over that one. I like it. Uh, it took me a second. All right, so they got the holiday milk one. Three marshmallows dipped in caramel, enrobed in milk chocolate, and drizzled with green and red colored chocolate. I like the. I like. I'm loving these these um, verbs here. Enrobed. That's ridiculous. It sounds like I've if you're going to eat this, you're not going to poo for a week if you eat this uh, <laughs> concoction. But um, no, Dana, no. <laughs> Everyone's here from the poo jokes. Come on. Um, I don't think anything marshmallow enrobed with any more sugar is my cup of tea. So I'm going to pass on this one. Okay. Well, let's head over to the Rancho del Zocalo. Mm-hmm. Apparently said that right. You did. Two things here sound I'm really proud good of you. to me. Chili, chili verde, slow cooked pork with spicy tomatillo sauce served with Mexican rice and refried beans. Mm-hmm. This, yes. I'll be there for that. Totally. That's what I and want. Then Everything that you've described, that's they the one. Have, yeah. Like, that sounds good for lunch. Yeah. Like, uh, that sounds that good for all lunch. the things. I would eat all of that. Yeah. Unpaid intern Ryan and is they, all about that. I can tell you right now, he's listening and editing this <laughs> in this moment, and he's going to say, yep, that's here. the one thing it's I'm going to get. Yep, the chili verde. Yep. Well, then you can finish it off with the pan dolce ice cream sandwich, colorful Mexican sweetbread with eggnog ice cream, Hot buttered rum flavored sauce, whipped topping, and a chocolate skull. Ooh, that sounds delightful. I'll take all of yeah, that, please. It sounds really good. Yeah. So we're here for that. All right. Cold brew alert. We got another cold brew. I feel like this should be a thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the Red Rose Tavern, you can get a holiday cold brew. It's cold brew coffee with eggnog flavor. Ooh. You know, I'm yeah. not an eggnog so person. Go. So. You know, again, I'll take a We're sip of it. out with you on the cold brews. I know. I know. This time, reach into them. All right. Let's see. Over at the River Bear. T- River Bear. River Bear. <laughs> River Bell Terrace. The River Bear. Uh, River Bell Terrace. They have a pear oat cobbler, spiced pears, oat streusel, and cranberry sorbet. I'm kind of yep. into that. I love a cobbler. Cobbler is an underrated yep. dessert, and I think people forget about it, but it is so solid. It's like. A warm pie all mixed together. Oh, it's so good. I would definitely try this at the uh, River Bear, River Bell. Okay. Well, over at the Stage Door Cafe, <laughs> this is no. 
peppermint mocha funnel cake with cold brew sauce topped with chocolate sauce, peppermint dust, and whipped cream. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not there. And then the last, I think the last one I'm going to mention at Disneyland is over the Tropical Hideaway because I love the Tropical Hideaway. Mm-hmm. We were very excited as they were building it years ago. And we couldn't wait to get down there because I love it. They can go get like those little like egg roll things and dumplings and like mm-hmm. the egg roll. It's a, it's where you can get the pongo pongo thing from Animal Kingdom yeah. but at Disneyland that like egg roll with the pineapple cream cheese inside. And where you can get your Dole Whip, they have a holiday Dole Whip Sunday, a swirl of Dole Whip cherry and lime topped with festive decorations. Mm, be good for that. that sounds good. I love me the Dole Whip. Okay, I'm going to quickly zip over to DCA, where the good stuff is. Let's be honest. It's where the good stuff's at. At Award Wieners, they have something I'm very into. The Pastrami Reuben Dog. I'm not a hot dog fan, but I kind of want to try this. All beef hot dog topped with thinly sliced pastrami, caramelized onions, pickled cabbage, Thousand Island dressing, spicy mustard, provolone, and pickle spears on a toasted baguette. I mean, it's a no for me, but, you know, you go for it. This is like a New Yorker, like, Yeah, it this sounds is like, like Katz's yeah. Deli in one, um, one hot dog. But <laughs> in a hot dog. Yeah, no, uh, Ryan, <laughs> unpaid intern Ryan would be yes to this one, but I am. You'd be into it? It's just too much meat. Oh, too much. Well, over at Bing Bong Sweet Stuff, we're very into the milk wands, the wands, oh. apparently, this season. We had the poo wand. Now we got the bing bong wand. <laughs> poo wand. <laughs> poo wand and a bing bong wand. <laughs> All right. Over at the bing bong wand, you can get the hill off the milk wand. It's three marshmallows dipped in caramel. And again, with this word enrobed, enrobed in milk chocolate and drizzled with green and red chocolate. It's the same thing as the poo wand, but you can get a bing bong wand. It's the same thing. Say it again one more time. Sure. The poo wand. <laughs> the poo wand. Uh, okay. The bing bong wand. These are I all no. This These are all no, by the way. These are all no's. Over the Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta, they've got a Mexican chocolate cheesecake, spiced chocolate cheesecake finished with white chocolate mousse and then chocolate decoration. That sounds really good. Yeah, that sounds good. I don't know about you. But. All right, let's get to the cocktails. Clarabelle's hand-scooped ice cream. They have a pomegranate hard float, pomegranate hard cider with lemon sorbet topped with pomegranate thingies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm nodding yes? vigorously. Every cocktail at Clarabelle's is always a winner, but this one with pomegranate, mm, I'm, I'm there for it. And then if you don't want it with the lemon sorbet, you can just get a pomegranate hard cider. Yep. So you've got that option. Over at Cucina Cucamonga, mm-hmm. you can get a winter margarita. It's a black cherry margarita. Okay. Yeah. I'd be into it. I'd yeah. try it. I'd try it. Over at the Cozy Cone, they've got, I hope they still have my favorite cold brew cocktail over at the Cozy Cone. I hope it doesn't go away. That thing was so good because it was almond milk and all that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, they've got a couple other IPAs. They've got a IPA Michelada with chili lime seasoning and lime. And then... All right, we ready? I don't know. Are we? Peanut butter whiskey cocktail. Nope, I'm not ready. I don't. I'm uninterested. <laughs> peanut butter whiskey, which okay. Yes, I, I know you've talked about this. Away. You love peanut we butter whiskey. We finally threw it away. No, you I don't had, love it. You had we bought, a whole no. Thing of I it. told you. Yeah. We had a whole bottle of it. We finally threw it out in California and didn't bring it back to New York with us. Good because it was it was awful. It yeah. was it was just I could have told you awful. that. Listen to like, the name peanut butter I, whiskey. That's not yeah. good. That's not a good combo. Peanut Nobody butter. wants that. 
Well, so this one is peanut butter whiskey with peanut butter syrup, vanilla ice cream, almond milk, and cinnamon sugar topped with whipped cream and a peanut butter drizzle. No. 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 You know what that means? They might as well just put like a gallop of like jelly in there and just make it like a PB&J cocktail. I think you said dollop, but I heard gallop like a giddy up gallop. I don't know. Maybe I said gallop. It's my whiskey talking tonight. No, but what I used to do with that, the only thing I could make. No, it's regular whiskey. Trust me, it's really good from Colorado. What I used to do with that peanut butter whiskey is I would basically make a peanut butter and jelly old fashioned. No. And I would take like, I would take the peanut butter whiskey and I would pour in like the sauce from the the really nice cherries. Okay. Pour that in there as the sugar in it and then add some bitters. And it wasn't too bad. Okay. That that does sound like you have plussed up a peanut butter whiskey, but um, (laughs) it's still all no. I'm all about the plussing. Uh, Fairfax Market Fruit Cart. They've got a Christmas Punch Agua Fresca, non-alcoholic beverage there. Mm -hmm. Over at Flo's V8 Cafe, they have a uh, couple of non-alcoholics that look pretty good. They've got a new motion. A couple of non-alcoholics. I I like how you said that. (laughs) And then I lied. It's actually all alcohol. Uh, A new motion blueberry insight hard sparkling black tea. I've never heard of a hard sparkling black tea before. Me neither. That's they're, they'll just make everything hard at this point. Holiday Lounge, where the cocktails are really at. They have the Everything Spice. It's a rum chata, horchata spice rum, and butterscotch liqueur garnished with mini churros and dusted with cinnamon. What do we think? Mm. This is also, we should just caveat that the Hollywood Lounge is where they have the weirdest cocktails of the holidays. Like, this is where yeah. they had the Midori warm, everything nice and warms yep. thing a couple of years ago. So, Which I yeah. tried. What do you think? For you all, for the podcast listeners. Yeah, everything's kind of a cluster over there. And also, they're redoing that section. This is over by the Herb Monsters Inc. ride. I, I'm not going to try it, but I think Sierra Jones will. So, I'll get to try a sip of it. But that's it. I, I don't. I I won't be spending okay. whatever sixteen dollars. Sierra, it is. the mission is on for that because I kind of want to try it. All right, but then if the, you're not into that, you can get the pineapple Fresno chili Michelada, tomato based Michelada with pineapple Fresno chili lemonade and Modelo, garnished with a chili lime seasoning and lime. Then I am here for this one, the gingerbread mule. Cinnamon whiskey, ginger beer, lemon juice, and gingerbread syrup garnished with a maraschino cherry. I would try that. I would try the gingerbread mule. Yeah, I would too. For the holidays. For the holidays. And then the other one I would try, and this is where I wish they would let you do some different things at DCA with the drinks. Mm -hmm. They have a Caledad Hibiscus Watermelon Agua Fresca. I'd like to plus that up with some tequila, mm. but I don't think it's an option. Well, we could make that happen. We could sneak in some tequila and just pour it in there. There we go. Yeah. Hack. There's a, there. there's a fun little hack for everyone. There we go. We won't talk about how you actually sneak the tequila in, but sure. So Lamplight Lounge has a holiday martini, a festive twist on a classic vanilla vodka paired with peppermint chocolate liqueur and frangelico. Ugh. No, thank no, thank you. you. Last thing. Last thing to mention. Are you ready? This brings this whole thing full circle. Okay. There is a special sipper available only at Lamplight. Oh, you guys, Adam is already smirking and I'm not here for it. (laughs) What does it look like, Adam? It's the Pixar ball sipper. No. 
Nobody wants that. Available beginning. They made it available beginning November 11th. So a few days ago, while supplies last. So who knows? By the time you're listening to this, it may be gone. There may not be a Pixar ball zipper left for you. So anyway. Ridiculous. Um, and then actually, sorry, lied. One more thing. Pim Test Kitchen has, I'm because I'm into this. The atomic pretzel, the giant pretzel that they have at Pim's Test Kitchen for yeah, the holiday that season. Good. It is a yeah. Well, I think it just got better because now they got the holiday option. April and April. April. Apples and bananas. I've got a toddler. Can you tell? <laughs> apple bacon soft pretzel with a cinnamon sugar salted pretzel with apple bacon compote, cranberries, caramel sauce, cream cheese, and candied pepper bacon. All that wow. on the pretzel. I'm going to try this because what you have to understand is this pretzel is the size of a torso. Like this pretzel is so massive that you have to share it with other people. And that sounds like something that I'd be willing to buy if we're all going in and sharing it. Yeah, I would try it. Yeah. I would try it. Pack me up a little piece in the pressurized container and send it in the mail. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Look, there's all kinds of amazing stuff. There's also a couple of other things or DCA like you can get. They've got the collectible crud that everybody lines up for two hours for. There's a light up holiday swizzle stick straw thing, a Toy Story Christmas tree bucket, which is kind of cute, popcorn bucket, and like one of those hat, the Mickey ears cups hats that they put ice cream and stuff in. So anyway, there's a bunch of random stuff. But there's poo sticks over at Disneyland. Was it poo sticks? No, it wasn't poo sticks. Was it poo... It was a poo stick and a bing bong stick. No, it had a different word. What was it? Yeah, it's a poo st- Oh, poo wand. It's poo, poo wand. Wand. <laughs> wand. <laughs> the- it's poo wand and a bing bong wand. <laughs> get your bing bong wand, get your poo wand. Poo Pret- wand. No. Apparently we're 10 years I'm gonna old. Stop. I'm going to stop talking because we are children and I have no words left. So don't we have a little vault to get to? We do have a vault and I... Planned this one. This one took me on a roller coaster of new information, but I wanted to stick with our, I didn't want to do a holiday theme, but I wanted to stick with our food theme. So for the first time, I'm going to unlock the vault on a Disney classic food. Any guesses, Adam, as to what I'm about to talk about? Vault around a Disney classic food. Is this an attraction or no? It's a f- well, it's going to be both. No, I have no idea. I am going to be telling you the history of how Disneyland got their famous Disney churro. So strap in because this is quite a story. So I thought it was just going to be like it arrived at this one time and this is how we got the churro. But if you've been to Disneyland, you know that Disneyland has a far superior churro than Disney World. It is so delicious, so great, so long. It's a, a foot long churro. Um, and so I looked up the whole history, which most of this uh, vault comes from the LAist site because they do a lot about food and a little bit from the Disney Examiner. How long do you think the churro, the iconic Disney churro, has been at Disneyland, by the way? 40 years. Actually, you're very close. I thought you were going to say like it's been there since the 60s, but it actually came about in 1985. I thought it had been there longer. Yeah, kind almost of, 40 years. Yeah. 
I am one year older than the churro. You are. I'm one year younger than the churro. So everybody can math all of there that. <laughs> okay. So here is the entire story, which involves an attraction that is no longer there. And I also did a deep dive on this attraction. And I'm very curious oh if you know anything about it. So let's begin with the history of how Disneyland discovered this iconic churro. The year is 1985. Michael Eisner and Frank Wells are running the Disney Corporation. Michael Eisner is the CEO. We haven't talked a lot about Michael Eisner on this podcast, but I'm sure if you're a Disney fan, you know who this guy is. And he like totally (laughs) changed Disneyland for what it is. There's another podcast that calls him Disney Daddy. Stop it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, he's like a love him or hate him or kind of both. I think I'm in a both category. He did a lot, but also like sounds like a tyrant. I don't know. So Michael Eisner is famous for coming in and trying to rebrand and successfully rebranding Disneyland. And one of the big things, and I know we talked about this when we did our vault on Splash Mountain, was that he wanted to create a Disneyland for teenagers. He wanted to make this more fun for young adults and teens to come here because he felt like it was just small children, families, and that was it. So... Again, back to the Splash Mountain a bit, he went to the Imagineers and said, create me rides, thrill rides that the 14 to 22-year-old crowd are going to like. And so from that, they got Splash Mountain and they got Star Tours and all of those were greenlit, except that they were going to cost billions of dollars and it was going to take between five to 10 years to create them. And Michael Eisner said, not good enough. I need something today to get these kids to come into Disneyland. And so in the interim, Michael Eisner pitched to the Imagineers, what if we create a teen nightclub that will entice young people to come here to Disneyland? So it was created and it was called Videopolis. Have you ever heard of Videopolis? by the way. I have heard of Videopolis, yes. <laughs> and I've seen, like, old YouTube videos. People have used old videos from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I oh, have seen. we're going to get into what Videopolis was because <laughs> I, I just knew the name. I knew it was something that existed, and they made a East Coast version at, um, like, the downtown Disney area. But Michael Eisner was like, we're going to create this teen hangout, and it's going to be called Videopolis which was basically a giant stage that comprised of 70 video screens lining the entire stage, and they would put, like, live performances on. This still exists, by the way. This stage is the Fantasyland Theater. So if you guys have seen Mickey and the Magical Map, or before that it was, like, a Tarzan show, right now it's a Lion King show, that stage over by It's a Small World is the original Videopolis stage. They made this thing quickly because Michael Eisner was putting his foot down saying, we need something now. And those other two attractions aren't going to be ready for years. So it was this big stage that lined 70 video screens. And when I say video screens, it's not today's video screen standard. (laughs) These are like (laughs) actual TVs mounted on the sides of the walls of this stage because it's 1985. And so they're putting up like big old honking TV sets 
all over this particular stage that would play <laughs> popular music videos and then they would have live performances. They used like light sticks to get kind of strobe lighty look and it was all quote state of the art at that time. And then there was a 1500 <laughs> person seating arena. So you could sit and watch the show. There was a dance floor in the front. So it was really a teeny bopper nightclub. There is a quote from Imagineer Carl Bongiarno, who described Videopolis as, quote, the first, the fastest, and the finest. It was the first attraction completed under the new Eisner Wells team. It was the fastest constructed project that we've ever completed, and it was the finest dance facility of its kind. It ended up being made in 105 <laughs> days. Like... 105 days. It's basically spring to summer. They, they made this. Yeah, yeah. And it cost them $3 million. So Videopolis opened on June 22nd, 1985, and it was an immediate hit. Everybody was into it. It did draw a crowd. They had discounted tickets for just the night crowd. Like, think a ski pass. Like, if you wanted to come in the later half of the day, yeah. you could get this, like, cheaper pass and come in. Or you could buy, like, an annual pass just for Videopolis. And if you can remember, this is over by where, like, the Toontown entrance is now. So what kids would do is they'd hop on the Disneyland train and ride it all the way to the back of the park and be able to just be there. So they weren't really seeing much of the rest of the park. They even had a theme song for Videopolis, and I'm going to play it for you now, Adam. Oh, no. This feels like Saved by the Bell. Right? It's like right in that same era. It's like some... This is like Saved by the Bell. I love this. Can we have it back? Right? They did bring it back for they one night. Do... They brought it back in when? 2020. In like January of 2020, they brought back one night of like 80s Disneyland. And it was a hard ticket event that you could do. And they did all of this at Videopolis. And they brought the song back. And they even had dancers. I'm going to the top, Videopolis. They need to do this every year. I know. And by the way, don't ask me who sings that song because I spent a good 15 minutes looking all through the internet to find out and basically everything says unknown artist, but it's some like Peter Gabriel knockoff or something. <laughs> I would pay money for that night at Disneyland well, if they did have. it. Videopolis night. Go into the top, Videopolis. I know. And you have to dress in theme. Oh my gosh. I know. Bring yeah. it back. Bring I'm Videopolis back. There's a whole like sordid story. Videopolis only existed for like four years and to not get too far into it, but it did have um, some real highs and lows. Maybe we'll do a whole deep dive into Videopolis at some point. I think um, we should. Yeah, yeah. I'll just leave it with this. There was a lawsuit over, and I quote, homosexual fast dancing at Videopolis, which <laughs> was its own story, maybe for another time. Or if you guys are so inclined, you can Google it yourself. But why is this all a part of my churro story? Well... Yeah, that's what I want to know. <laughs> there was a concession stand located at Videopolis called Yums with a Z. Okay. Jim Lohman 
was the manager of the food and beverage department at Disneyland at the time in the mid-80s. And he was tasked with finding treats to fill this concession stand. I mean, he did the typical fare of like popcorn and nachos and stuff, and that was just fine. But like a month prior, he had been at the Long Beach Grand Prix, and he saw a man with what he'd never seen before, which was a churro cart warming six inch long churros under a little warming oven and he walked over to the man and said wow these are great how did you come up with this and he's like oh i just bought them in bulk from j and j snack foods which is a still active wholesale food vendor company they do like okay. slushies and ices and stuff like that so Jim calls up J&J and asks if they would make churros in bulk for Disneyland. And, of course, J&J Snack Company is like, yes, we will. But Jim had one special request. He said, I need you to make these as a foot long instead of a six inch size churro so that they're specific to Disneyland. And J&J had no problem with that. And lo and behold, we got our foot long churro right at Disneyland. The teens loved it. It was an instant hit. And immediately Jim was like, oh, I got to put this in other places in the park because if all the kids like it, who else is going to buy this? Yeah, no So kidding. he put a churro cart, the very first churro cart and only one at its time in 1985 outside of the exit of the Mark Twain Riverboat. Jim didn't advertise these. He didn't put any signs up that said these are churros. He just put the cart up. And it advertised itself because of the scent of the cinnamon and sugar. Everybody would get off of the riverboat oh and smell this and then immediately get in line and purchase a churro. So Disneyland knew they were onto something. And within like a matter of a month, they had six churro carts all around Disneyland. Within that first year, though... They discovered that the setup was not going to work out for them because uh, they used a propane-powered churro cart at that time. And within like a couple of hours, the propane would be empty. And Jim was constantly going back and forth between the six churro carts trying to refill the propane tanks. And the other issue with propane is... It explodes. So they were very nervous <laughs> next to all of these attractions. There's one in Adventureland, one in Frontierland, one in right by um, the Haunted Mansion. I'm like, what if something happens on one of these rides with any sort of power? We could have an explosive churro cart. So after that season, they canceled the churro carts and remade them with electric oven warmers. So that's what we still have today. Um, churros in 1985 were sold for any guesses how much? 1985, uh, buck fifty. You're so close, a buck seventy-five. Huh. Yeah. Any guesses how much they're going now? Just a regular classic churro. Aren't they like six seventy-five or something now? They're a little lower. They're five dollars right now. So that's not. I don't think that's terribly bad. I think the specialty ones are more, aren't they? They are. They go up to about six fifty, seven dollars, yep. depending on what you're getting, and then another couple of dollars for just the dipping sauce. So that's how much they're going for. But I think it's really great. Like people are obsessed with churros. Disneyland has these phenomenal ones, and we can all thank Jim Loman for this hit snack that's become synonymous with Disneyland. One more little bit about Jim Lohman. He okay. is a treasure of a human. I read so many articles about him. The churro wasn't Jim's only contribution to Disneyland. So 
Jim started as a dishwasher at Disneyland in 1966, and he worked his way up into food service and management um, from there. He is credited for coming up with the meat skewers at the Bengal Barbecue over in Adventureland across from Indiana Jones. One of my favorite lunches. I know. It's the best. And specifically, he's really proud of his bacon-wrapped asparagus. That's the one that he personally had Ooh. used to make with his family and thought that would work really well in the parks. So He good. also was the sous chef at Club 33 for quite some time. And up until his retirement, he was the manager at the Plaza Inn on Main Street. Jim retired in 2016 after working 50 years at Disneyland. So he is one of their Disney legends. Um, and so that's the story of the churro and why we have it, which has a really weird beginning and also a really sweet ending with Jim, Mr. Legacy Man over there, who we can also thank next time we go to Bengal Barbecue. Love it. Yeah, I know. He brought all the tasty stuff that has lasted all those years. He has. I know he's been interviewed a bunch on all these like LA magazines and stuff. And it sounds like he just had the best time working at Disneyland and making all these concoctions. He also did a lot of the food for events like Elizabeth Taylor's 50th birthday, I guess, happened at the parks. And anyhow, you can find a lot of these articles online if you just Google Jim Lohman, LAist, and a lot of the LA magazines have all done pieces on him around the time he retired in 2016. Oh, yeah. I like it. I might have to go read those. Yeah. Hey, that Bengal barbecue, I'm telling you, that is my like go-to. It's my favorite. I love it. And you can mobile order it. So you can just make that order while mm-hmm. you're in line for some other attraction. And yeah, because that line is nuts sometimes. That's the key. When you get in line for um, the Jungle Cruise, put in your Bengal barbecue order. And then when you get out, you can go right Ooh, to the front. Good key. Mm-hmm. Good call. Hot tip, mm-hmm. hot tip, hot tip. Hot tip. All hot right. Tip. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy all the food. Yes. Eat all the things. Enjoy the parade and have fun. Once again, if you are bored on Thanksgiving, you can always go on to Apple Podcasts and tell us how much you love us. Please like, subscribe, tell your friends. We love to know that you're listening. And we can't wait to keep bringing you more podcast episodes. Exactly all that. Do it Do it with a few drinks in on Thanksgiving. When you need to get away from the family because they're arguing about Trump and DeSantis and all the other things, just go uh, give us a little like and love and review. Exactly. That's a more constructive thing to do on your Thanksgiving. So Exactly. <laughs> all right. With that, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.